Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. what uh, the Battle of Alberta fully on in white hot if you have not heard the news we discussed it on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now John Shannon and myself had a rather animated discussion John did not think it was possible that Nazem Kadri would end up with the Calgary Flames we've been discussing that on the show for about the last week the Battle of Alberta is fully on baby rumors of the Flames demise turned out to be greatly exaggerated yes Johnny Goodrow left Yes, Matthew Kachuk did not want to sign a long-term extension, but Brad Treliving, the Flames general manager, orchestrated, frankly to me, a shocking deal that brought him back Jonathan Cuberto and Mackenzie Weger. And then today, if you have not heard, the Calgary Flames, Elliot Friedman, Frank Cervalli, all the big hitters out there, Kevin Weeks reporting seven years times seven for Nazem Kadri, which will take him well into his 30s. But to paraphrase Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, the Flames are going to have a pretty good team over the next few years. In fact, I will make an argument right now. Kachuk, Goodrow, Goodbranson out. Kadri, Huberto, who tied with Goodrow for second in NHL scoring behind Connor McDavid last year, and Mackenzie Weger in. Calgary's better than they were last year. And so is Edmonton. The Oilers have got themselves a younger, healthier goaltender in Jack Campbell. They've got a lot of developing prospects in draft capital. And I don't think either team is done. Just so you know. And so we open up with a song from Tom Cochran and Red Rider, White Hot. And there was a time in which Red Rider and Tom Cochran, maybe Tom Cochran told me, told me on another show at another place in which Derek Scott and myself worked together. I think he was in studio that day with us. Told me he loved the Battle of Alberta in the 1980s. Well, guess what? The Battle of Alberta is back, baby. There's no question about it. The flames did not go away. You can, you know what? You can hate Calgary, but still love the Battle of Alberta. Okay? 
That's the reality of the situation. We got a lot to get to on Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buyer lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one operator place to buy office IT and supplies. What do you think about it? What do you think about the Calgary Flames with our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need? Get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. What do you think about what Calgary's done? Some people are texting saying right now that the Calgary Flames are better than the Edmonton Oilers. Well, they finished ahead of them last year in the regular season. I think the Flames, and they had everything go right for them. They were healthy all season long. They had a hell of a regular season. And if you had told me when Edmonton was down 3-1 early in Game 2 of that series that the Oilers were going to win four straight games, I would have said, really? But they did. McDavid and Dreisaitl elevated. I think the Flames have got a better team than they had, and I think the Oilers have got a better team than they had. And again, Edmonton, it's an inevitability at some time between now and the NHL trade deadline, the Oilers are going to make another move. They are. Another fairly decent-sized move. Flames might have something else cooking, by the way, with Sean Monaghan. We'll continue to monitor the story. Multiple reports have his rights. He's dealt with significant hip injuries over the last couple of years. Uh, his rights getting moved uh, to the Montreal Canadiens. Top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it. No payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. On today's show, and we've had to change things around a little bit, 1220, Eric Francis from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Sportsnet will join us at 12.35. Gene Principe, get his thoughts on things. At 105 today, former Ebitoider player, now back in the organization as a Bakersfield Condors assistant coach out of Camrose, Alberta, Josh Green. And at 135, he announced his retirement officially on a full-time basis from the Oilers organization, a team he'd worked for for 40-plus years, Hockey Hall of Famer. Kevin Lowe. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Saddle up for some great country at River Cree. Tim Hicks, September the 9th. Get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. It's interesting. The longer this went with Cadre, remember, free agency opened on the 13th of July. The longer this went, the more the possibilities to me increased that Calgary became an option. And I won't BS you. I talked to a couple of hitters, a couple of guys really plugged in on the business over the last five days. And they were like, stuff, it ain't going to be Colorado. And it might be Calgary. The best thing for Edmonton in terms of competitively speaking would have been if Cattery would have ended up with Lou Lamarillo and the Islanders. But that ultimately did not want to come to fruition. And you are bringing it. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Jordan says, Bob, Calgary on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Calgary's better. Cattery is older and worse than Kachuk. Huberto isn't as good as Johnny and isn't a line driver like Goodrow. And they had unreal health this year. I don't buy the Flames hype, says Jordan. I'm going to tell you right now, Jordan. I'll go on the record. What's the date today? What are we looking at? August the 18th? Something like that. I'll go on the record right now. Edmonton and Calgary will both have top eight teams in the NHL next season. So I, I think the Flames are going to be... Now, they had a good year last year. I'm just... They might be a more difficult outcome playoff time than they were this year. How's that for you? Again, Texas 780 
Uh, I'm available, Bob underscore Stoffer. The Twitter account is at Oilers now. And Brendan S. Scott's a big part of the show. Uh, Derek Scott is here as well. We head into the Oilers now audio vault on something. We're going to, we've changed things around a little bit, but I got to play you this clip. I got to play you this clip coming up. We had Brad Holland, the Edmonton Oilers assistant general manager. He's overseeing the pro scouting department. I saw Brad at last night's uh, junior game. Team Canada doubling up Switzerland 6 3. How about the U.S. losing to. Uh, Czechia 4-2. That was a shocker. Canada plays Czechia tomorrow at 2. We go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. I had seven direct texts, not to the show, to my own personal texts from guys I know in town that were that heard this interview. And, uh, well, I'm just going to let you assess Brad Holland's assessment and the communication ability when I asked him about uh, this year's free agent class and maybe the fact that uh, there are some players still available that typically uh, wouldn't have been there in the past. Here's the Oilers assistant GM, very much his own man, Brad Holland. I am surprised, but when we when you look at what has happened, the, 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 the salaries for players and the upper limit of the salary cap have kind of marched in lockstep for a while. And then all of a sudden you have a pandemic and, and league-wide revenues grind to a halt. But the new crop of players, the, the ones that have been in free, that have not hit free agency, don't don't expect to take a pay cut. This is now their chance to cash in on the career that they've had, the work they've put into it. So the, the AAV, the, the upper limit, has now halted or is crawling. And players' salaries are trying now to butt up against that ceiling. So it's kind of created this, this ripple effect where the best players in the class, they got their money um, when you look around the Johnny Gaudreau contracts. And then the other guys had to sit and wait. And they had to wait for people to, to, to figure out where their, their cap it was going to be, where their, their dollars out, their budget was going to be. And then there was also a contributing factor. The teams that aren't interested in racing to the top, that are in a developmental arc that's not about spending money. Um, you know, teams that are looking to build to the draft like Ken did, like Lou did. Um, they now, they're, not, they're sitting a little bit on cap money that could be allocated that is not. So the money that could be going to players has, has halted and the top teams have already spent their dollars. So it's this weird crunch now that will take some time as hockey-related revenues begin to catch up and the salary cap begins to move. I mean, Gary Bettman said in his, in his league-wide address before the final that um, hockey-related revenue was, I think, an all-time high. So we're coming back. It's just that in the next year, and then the salary cap's going to go up by $1 million next year, too. So we might have this issue again. And I, I think you saw with a lot of these, these um, teams in a, in a different developmental part, they weaponize their salary cap space. Salary cap space is now a weapon, so or an asset, I should say. You can use it to alleviate other teams' problems, and you can, you can gra- get draft capital from that. So I'm not surprised. Um, at the same time, I am because there are a lot of good quality veterans still sitting there looking for contracts that may end up coming in on, on cheap deals, and, and we'll, we will be looking at all of them. That is Brad Holland from yesterday's edition of Oilers Now, Edmonton Oilers assistant GM. And again, they ain't done. I don't know at what point, I, I don't know if there's going to be addition between now and training camp, but I'm going to tell you at some point during the course of the season, there's going to be a move made. And there will be another addition. How big that addition is? Well, right now it appears to be we have a bit of an arms race going on between the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. And it's awesome! 
It is. There's no question about it. When we come back in Oilers Now, we are going to hook up with Eric Francis out of Calgary from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet for Friends of the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Here's where I remind you that the 93rd running of the Canadian Derby takes place Saturday at Century Mile. You are listening to Oilers Now. We have literally hundreds of texts flying in right now. Sugar Sean has texted the show to say, Bob, the Flames' defense is far superior than the Oilers, and they've got the edge in goal. While the Oilers are still better offensively, I think the Flames' group of forwards is more rugged and responsible defensively. Based on this, I believe they are a better team on paper. But if the Oilers can make a move to build a tougher blue line and Campbell can give us competent goaltending, then we should be able to compete for the division and repeat our playoff success. Well, nobody would have foreseen this uh, back on the 13th of July, when the Calgary Flames first lost Johnny Goodrow, the next day we had Eric Francis on from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet for the horses in horse racing Alberta, and he said it wouldn't stop at Goodrow. He said that Kachuk would ask to leave. I don't know if anybody envisioned Brad Trelevin executing what he did, but Mark Twain once said, rumors of my demise, of our, my demise have been greatly exaggerated. I think we can extend... Uh, that infamous quote to the situation the Calgary Flames are in. We bring aboard Eric Francis for the horses and horse racing Alberta 93rd running Canadian Derby Saturday here at Edmonton at Century Mile. Hello, Brad. How you, or Eric, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. This is awesome, isn't it? Well, it's funny because as soon as I got your text asking me to join, I'm like, yeah, you're right. The Battle of Alberta just got a whole lot greasier. And, yeah, you know, I think I know you were one of the first to text me when when I reported that Kachuk was going to get traded, and you're like, man, that, that's a big hole in the Battle of Alberta. I mean, I personally think he single-handedly resurrected the Battle of Alberta with what he did with Cassian. Yep. Now he's gone, but we've got a guy who's pretty similar in terms of his ability to agitate opposing fan bases, opposing teams, uh, fire up his own team. So that's a delicious addition. But, yeah, it just caps... And I don't even know if it caps because I, I don't think he's done. I, the Calgary Flames have 10 defensemen on one-way deals right now. I still think that you're going to see a move for one or two of them out of town to maybe you know add another significant forward. When I say significant, I'm probably thinking top nine at best. But uh, I still think the Calgary Flames have a little work to be done. And keep in mind all this. You know, I've been back and forth with Tree Living today. This guy, it's his birthday today. Uh, he's in Texas trying to move his daughter into university, and he's working the phone to, to get Monahan out of town to bring Caudry in. Uh, this guy's the ultimate multitasker. I'm thinking about hiring him to do my next rental. Uh, well, there you go. I mean, it's it's. It, I, I guess what's interesting here is on the heels of the word getting out on Kachuk after Goodrow left, everybody kind of thought, well, maybe the Flames have to accept the rebuild. Did you envision them getting a return, first off, as good as Huberto and Uyghur? No, no. I don't think anybody in hockey did. I didn't buy the, uh, the the notion that they were going to have to rebuild. I never bought that. I, I don't think this organization ever thought about rebuilding. Uh, I mean, I obviously they had to consider it after get, getting kicked in the teeth by Kudrow and Kachuk in the same week. But uh, I don't think it was ever a serious possibility. Uh, but I sure as hell didn't think that that was the sort of return that this general manager uh, could have pulled out of his hat. And I don't even think he thought it. I spoke to him the night before. And he certainly those were those weren't names that were on the table, uh, so I think he pulled this out. You know that that final day, the day that he made the trade, and uh, boy, like I mean, this city's going nuts right now. People are so excited about all the different additions. Who could have possibly fathomed? To your point, you lost two 100-point players in the same offseason. That hasn't happened in the cap era. 
and then you replace them with enough guys that have people debating whether or not your team is actually they're better. Better. They're better. Well, here's what I here's what I'll say about that because I think that's an interesting debate. And uh, it's funny, Murray Edwards, the owner, just texted me, and I think he he wanted my thoughts on whether they thought they were better. I don't think that I don't necessarily think they're going to win the division again because I think the Oilers are going to have a lot to say about that. And and I think Vegas might even have a and I know Vegas is on the downside, but anyway, I, I don't know if they're definitely going to win the division again. But I think they're better positioned for playoff success moving forward. How about that, right? Like I don't know if we can measure it in points during the regular season, but I think going into the playoffs, assuming they don't have any major injuries, I think this team has more grit and depth and experience to have success in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, like, you know, I'll cut to the chase here. I'll, I'll look at this simply as possible. The Flames did not have Monaghan. He was out with the injury. So you take out uh, Kachuk and Goodrow and Goodbranson, and you replace them with, a be- frankly, a better two-way all-purpose forward in terms of cadre, a guy of equal offensive ability to Goodrow in terms of Huberto, and a way better puck-moving defenseman uh, in Uyghur than, than Eric Branson. In my mind, Calgary has a better team. Just the three players in, the three players out, they got a better player, and, and Kadri's better if as long as he stays in the series, Eric. He's a better playoff performer, if you take a look at his body of work, than the guys that, you know, the Goodrow and Kachuk. I mean, Kachuk had the hat trick in game one. That line went away. And the fun, they're better, man. And they're not done. And you know what, Eric? Edmonton's not done either. The Oilers aren't done either. You know that. No, I know. I think it's great. It's exciting, right? I mean, we let's let's uh, like let's have this debate on who's going to be better. Uh, you know when we get right near puck, puck drop and after preseason and any other moves are made, uh, it's 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 a. I didn't think when we spoke a week ago that there'd be this much kind of excitement in the Battle of Alberta and in this rivalry intensifying. I think a lot of people shrugged and thought, "Oh my God!" Well, we had our first Battle of Alberta in the playoffs in a lot of years, and it was great. But it doesn't look like we're going to have it anytime again soon. Well, that's bullocks. <laughs> I yeah. think. I think, I think every year it's a very real possibility moving forward. Eric, I believe that these two teams will to be two. And I know Calgary was a top eight team last year. The Oilers were 11th overall. They had one bad stretch all season where they won two out of 15. I, I, and Calgary was healthy all year. I believe both teams will be top eight, and I believe they'll play in the Pacific Division final. It's going to be awesome in the Battle of Alberta. That's where I see it going, man. Well, I, I don't think many people would disagree with you, uh, you know, especially after what's happened today. And we still don't know all the details on the Monaghan trade, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, uh, you know, and that's significant too. Like, I don't expect anything significant coming back to Calgary. This is a salary dump, but it's yep. probably going to, probably going to cost them a first rounder, but I would assume they're going to get at least something back. Maybe it's a top nine forward. I don't know. Uh, that's we're, we're still waiting for that. Hey, awesome stuff. Caught you on short notice Canadian Derby tomorrow. I know you got a gig down in Calgary, at the battle of Alberta, your big supporter of the horses. I love the horses, and uh, thanks for having me on, my friend. We'll talk soon. You bet. That is Eric Francis from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet. It's 1226 in What the heck? Let's get to it. Uh, we are going to go into NHL today. It is presented on a daily basis by our friends Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite Promotional Marketing. Elite is Edmonton-owned and operated. It is your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Multiple reports. It's not been made official yet by the Flames organization, but the Calgary Flames have signed a seven-year uh, extension 
or not an extension, a seven-year deal for Nazem Kadri uh, to go to Calgary. Uh, and I, I too, have had the chance to communicate with some of their executives. And uh, 53, eh? Wow. Uh, that's young for GM. Uh, anyhow, I digress. Um, the uh, Flames uh, get Kadri. The Flames working on another deal to move out Monaghan's contract. Montreal, let's not forget, they moved Shea Weber's contract to the Vegas Golden Knights so they can take one on. We'll see what sort of asset uh, you heard Brad Holland talk about weaponizing the uh, cap space, and, and that's what it looks like Montreal's going to do a little bit of that as well. When we come back, Gene Principe from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Oh, wait a sec. We have the World Juniors, just as we're in NHL today. So it looks like Cadres, it's all but fait accompli going to the Flames, Monaghan going to the Montreal Canadiens. And last night, and I was in the building, I bumped into a lot of people. It's great to see them there. Here are the uh, scores of the four quarterfinal games. Canada doubles up. Switzerland 6-3. Logan Stankoven was the player of the game with a pair of goals. He plays for Kamloops. They host the upcoming Memorial Cup. Will they be a team that is in potentially on Sebastian Kosa of the Edmonton Oil Kings? Time will tell in that regard. Sweden 2-1 over Latvia. Uh, Finland 5-2 over Germany. Those were not surprises, but the late game. And I left after a period and a half, made it home to watch the third period. The United States, I know many of you are heartbroken by this. They lost to the Czechs 4-2. Czechia, we beat some 4-2. Canada plays Czechia tomorrow, Sweden and uh, Finland in the other uh, semifinal. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Gene Principe, NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet when we return.